in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your Huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. We're on the air. We did it. <laughs> I mean, what an afternoon. We're on the air. We started, uh, I guess, trying to get on it too. We settled for two thirty. Trevor didn't know. I didn't know that Trevor didn't know. I, I saw. I saw your tweet at two thirty that we were going on the air two thirty as I was driving here. It was two twenty nine. I walked out to Troy and I was like, "Is does Trevor know that we're going on early?" And he was like, "Dugan said he tried to reach out to him, but Gary's no, here." I was no like, one called me. No one called it. I didn't have my. I don't. I turn my phone off vibrate when I go to sleep. So if someone calls me, it wakes me up. Yeah. Like I keep it on vibrate. All day when I'm awake. So here's so what happened. I go to bed, I turn the ringer on. So if I do, it, do, it does my call. I can maybe hear it. I woke up at you know two ish and standard. I had two texts, both from the TJ and Nick about the lottery pet pool from oh last God, night. You and losers. zero and zero missed calls. I yeah, we lost miscommunication apparently today. So I mean, I'm, <laughs> we're on the air early today. We're going off the air early today as well because well, knew, the, the Louisville Bats last night. Where, where are they playing? Do you know? They're in Omaha. They're in Omaha, and last night they got rained out in like the sixth inning. In this at uh, bottom of the fifth, I believe. Okay, so they were I, winning too. I believe, if I'm understand. Shout out to the Bats. Yeah, great to have a, a lead. So that game got delayed. They chose to, uh, I guess, re like whatever finish the game. Yeah, to this afternoon as part of a court sort of like not doubleheader, but like half doubleheader. They're going to go on a pregame at 4.30, 4.35 actually. We'll go out at 4.30. We'll play a little break. They'll come on. And they'll do a pregame. Then they'll finish the game. Then there'll be a 40-minute in between. And then the, the officially scheduled game tonight will start. Gotcha. That's how the plan is. So you know, the, the big boss is here. They were like, can we can we go on at 2 today? And I was like, ah, I would love to. I'm going to try to make it happen. I've got a... What were you doing here so early? What do you mean? Well, how'd you know to be here too? I got texted. Oh, <laughs> Glad somebody got on the thread. I got texted, <laughs> and uh, it was you know, are you are you cool with coming in here a little bit early today and maybe starting the show early? And I said I would love to be here too, but I already have a commitment I can't get out of. I can be here as close to two as possible, but it's probably going to be closer to two thirty. And they're like, okay. So I get here, and <laughs> you're not here, and uh, yeah, but they're like, Gary's here. He can get you on the air. Gary can't get logged into the system. I don't know what was going on back I, there. You could struggle to get logged into the system once you got here. I couldn't. I could get it on my phone, but for some reason it wouldn't let me get on this computer. I don't know why. So the long and short of it is we're on the air at, at the end of the, all this, like eight minutes early, <laughs> and we're going to be off at 4.30. We did what we could. 
but we are starting the show a little bit earlier than usual, and we unfortunately will be ending the show um, an hour and a half earlier than usual today. But that's okay. Outside of that, that means we won't get into our normal quirkiness at five. We'll have we have so little time to get off topic today. I mean, are we even going to be able? I mean, usually we do a three-hour show so we can get like at least sixty minutes of sports in. Are we going to have time to even talk sports today? It's going to be tough. It's have be any tough. sports happened? Yes. <laughs> Quasi sports have happened. Quasi sports. The NBA Qua- last night. The NBA last night. We've got more Tom Jert stuff to get to. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I know. Love seeing the the. I don't go on the message boards, but I do follow some of the like fan sites on like Facebook and things. Just seeing some of the reactions to Denny's comments, it's like, this is why I didn't want Denny to say this. That was yesterday, <laughs> and then last night something happened that oh, no. uh, th- that we'll get to, which has led to a, a host of reactions today. So we'll do all that stuff. We want to hear from you. Hopefully, you know, word has gotten out that we're actually on the air right now, and we're going to be on the air until 4.30. And people listening can hit us up, as always, on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. If you have thoughts on what we're talking about or want us to talk about something else, Text us. Let us know. 502-414-1450. That text line brought to you, as always, by our good friends over at Thornton's. We're one day away now, folks. One day away from the mega hiring fair, which is being brought to you by Thornton's and the Louisville Urban League. It's going down tomorrow from 3 to 6 at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center at 3029 West Muhammad Ali Boulevard. If you're looking for work right now, this is the best place to be tomorrow. They're going to have on-site interviews. They're going to have on-site job offers. They're going to have management positions, competitive salaries. They're also going to have hourly positions available that are going to range from between 15 to 20 bucks an hour. They're going to have competitive benefits packages. And they're also going to have a giveaway for your chance to win $50 gift cards while supplies last, don't forget, bring your ID, bring your resume. Maybe you're walking out of there with a nice job. Maybe your dream job is going to be given to you tomorrow at the mega hiring fair, which is once again happening at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center, 3029 West Muhammad Ali Boulevard. Support our friends over at Thornton. Support our friends from the Louisville Urban League. It's going to be a cool event. Make it out there. I still need my dream job. <laughs> I thought this was your dream job. No, my dream job is doing wrestling. You tell me this is your dream job. It's working at a video store. Damn you, Netflix. Kill my dream. We're still, that's going to happen this summer. One of our summer topics is going to be Trevor listing all oh, 117 man. of his jobs from over the years and then ranking them from one through 117. Because I'm very curious to see where producer slash co-host of the Mike Rutherford show is going to fall in that hierarchy. I wonder if I can actually do them in like proper chronological order. I don't think you can. Like, I'm going to have to, like, because it's all a blur to me in some ways. And the only way I can remember, like, when I left a job is, like, just moments in the sports world. Remind me, like, oh, yeah, I remember I was there when this event happened. So I must have left at this point. <laughs> I understand that. I mean, it's, it's serious. I mean, when, you, when you're, when you're kind of moving from job to job retail-wise for about a four- or five-year span at three, six to eight months at a time per job and – some less than that. It mixes up together a little bit. I can see that. I understand. I, I, I do. It is sort of sad how much I like tie my life events into Louisville sports. I'm like, oh, that was the year that I graduated high school. So that must be have been. It was the same year that we lost to Austin or not Austin B to um, to Butler in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Like I have that going on a lot. Like where it's 
my life events tying in with sports events. It's how I remember things and what year they took place. Remember, and you remember where you were when you watched them. You're damn right. Quick update, by the way, Cincinnati Reds in action this afternoon. They're down 5 nothing. Oh, 6 nothing. Let me take it back to the Cleveland Guardians. Well, don't, don't worry. This team sucks. Don't worry. I cannot stand this team. I hate the Castellini fam. I hate everybody involved in this. I'm already out. I'm done. I can't I can't do a full year of this. I love, I love, I probably actually watched the, like, the, uh, the actual reply of him on the field to his, his oh radio interview. Oh, my God. And just the arrogance he has in that, in that answer. He's just like, well, I love how he tried to turn it on the fans that they were giving up on the team. It's, it's our fault. Yeah. It's their fault. We're not giving up on the team. They want to leave. They can go. I'm like, they don't want, they don't want to give up on the Reds. They just don't, they don't want you involved. We want you to try. Yeah. And they, they don't think you say you're trying. They don't believe you. Am I, is my, <laughs> Comparison to the evil stepdad from Rookie of the Year, I think it's the most spot on thing I've ever made. Like he, when you watch him talk, he sounds like he is my client. He's <laughs> he's he is that, and or you could just say he's basically like any like industrial villain from an '80s movie. Yeah, like he's Terry Silvers from Karate Kid Three. He sucks. I mean, he's just like he's the guy that's like. He, do you, you ever watch Ho- No Hole Bar with uh, the wrestling movie from the East? Like the guy that I like, didn't. Oh, you, you're missing out, by the way. Hulk Hogan at his finest, next to Mister Nanny, and uh, you know he's, he's, he's yeah, that. I can't remember the actor's name. He's he's been the bad guy in so many movies, but it's yeah. He reminds me of just that stereotypical '80s like corporate takeover villain. Yeah, that's what he looks like. <laughs> I mean, the, the sport coat, the glasses, the slick back hair. He should have done. You think this is slicked back? <laughs> this is pushed back. Like, I could see him be like, I use the tears of Reds fans to slicken my hair, you know? He does strike me as a guy who, like, is, he, he would do something like that. Like, purposefully just tank the team. Your your message board posts sustain me. Your hate fuels me. I'm rich regardless of this, and you're nothing. That's how it missed the whole vibe he gives off. All he missed in that entire response was doing the Eric laugh from Happy Gilmore. Happy, uh, happy, uh, not Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I mean, he, he's an evil villain. He, he's he's a sports villain, and he's ruining my life. He's not even the owner, right? He's just the son of the owner. He's the yeah, pretty much. He's the like co CEO or whatever his title is. So it's not even like he, it's like he's in the imports. He's just a spoiled little. Well, but his dad's pretty much dead. Like his his dad's not doesn't know what's going on. And so, well, I don't think I don't think son knows too much what's going on either. Well, he doesn't, which is <laughs> I mean, the problem. But he's actually he's, he's. We have a granddaughter anywhere in there. I mean, that's what Mike Brown had to do to help turn things around. Get him out of here. Get that's what the Lions did. They gave it to the grand great grandmother, and it's going great. They can't. It's been worse. At it's least. going fantastic. Hey, since she's taken over, solved all her problems. Since she's taken over, now you got rid of Matthew Stafford. And now, and you added, you know, the NFL draft and hard knocks. Did you see the fact that the crazy fact uh, that was going around over the weekend, which it did blow my mind, the fact that Matt Stafford, Scotty Scheffler, and Clayton Kershaw, Super Bowl champion, World Series champion, Masters champion, all went to the same high school. In really? Dallas. Yeah, and apparently, you know, my buddy lives in Dallas now. He's like, it's the most affluent part of Dallas, I think which I is knew, not surprising. I think I knew Kershaw Stafford went to the same Texas. I think I did read that somewhere. And now Scotty Scheffler. But I wouldn't even, yeah, I wouldn't have known, obviously, unfortunately, who that even was until now. But I know who he is now. Now, while I remember it next week, that's the trivia question. Highland Park High School is the name of the school. They all nice. three of them went to. That's just a bizarre thing. Bizarre thing. It's just like, uh, you know. Didn't Drew Brees go to like one of those same high schools too in that area? I don't know. Who cares? Um, <laughs> He's retired. No one cares about that mole-faced fool. <laughs> let's talk about the big news of the day. And please, 
as much as I don't really want to, God, oh my God, the Rash and Walker are both texting now, want, trying to get us to talk about the softball game last night. I, I saw that <laughs> highlight on WDRB News. Props to them. I saw that and I thought, man, I know they're going to have a ball now in Tennessee. We got no hit. They're a softball school now, right? The very first two texts, 301 and 302. I mean, they had this plan. Uh, TJ Walker, just curious if we were going to get any softball analysis from last night. Nick Roush, great softball game last night. Care to comment? Roush is not texting this show ever. This is the first time I think he's done it. I mean, TJ texts pretty much every day. Oh, yeah. So does some Scooter. It's a concern. They're, they're brothers in arms. They're working in concert here. This is when they're the most dangerous. But, yeah, Louisville played Kentucky in softball last night. And I believe got no hit and, did. and lost nine to nothing. Yeah, Kentucky. Um, uh, Louisville's apparently, I guess, softball record is not exactly the uh, the strongest. We're twenty one seventeen. That's kind of what I'm. A little bit of a down year. Yeah, a little, little bit of a down year. Like they got lucky. It was a bad fish. I, I, I blame the umpire. The strike zone was huge. Got some bad game. calls out there. Horrible. It's you know, I know it's our. Almer Stadium is our home field. It's it's a Kentucky ballpark, though. It's it's not a ballpark that's set up for this team. Doesn't play to our strengths. That's the issue here. <laughs> it's a ballpark. It, the weather was a factor in that, and yeah, we got squeezed by the umpire behind home plate. Oh, it was obvious. It was terrible. It was like a '97 NLDS. I mean, he might as well have been wearing a UK shirt. Pretty much. It's right here. All right, big news of the day. And oh, I, man, I, 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 again. <laughs> no, I, I really and truly wish that we. I feel like I said most of what I wanted to say on this yesterday, but it's become unavoidable. You can't not talk about this today. So last night, you know, we mentioned yesterday the whole Tom Jurich groundswell thing was kind of continuing a, a little bit. There were there was the event set up last Friday for people to come in and voice their support for who they would like the next Louisville Athletic Director to be, and you know, Tim Sullivan wrote a story about it. Basically, like, like three people showed up to the thing, and you kind of thought maybe this is going to be the end of this. Maybe this this is just going to play out without any more campaigning or anything like this, and, and we're going to move on. But it's clearly not going to be the case. Yesterday you had the big news of, I guess Monday it was, you had the story of Jim Patterson coming out and advocating for Tom Jurich and a Tim Sullivan story. And then yesterday we had you know, Mark Blankenbaker tweeting that Denny Crum at the latest AD event had stood up and basically said, if Tom Jurich comes back and is named AD – I'm not going to be involved with U of L. So last night, there's a, I don't even, I guess, a event where many influential Louisvillians, many wealthy Louisvillians, many former U of L boosters, prominent U of L names show up to essentially meet and talk about how they're going to. I mean, it's a concerted effort, coordinated effort to try and get Tom Jurich to come back and be the next Louisville athletic director. And we're talking heavy hitters here. We're talking Jim Patterson. We're talking Steve Traeger. Mark Isaacs? Not, not the heavy hitter. Oh, oh, okay, my bad. Other heavy hitters. This is two days in a row now. I haven't got a call from somebody telling me I need to be somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, what the hell? Something wrong with my phone? But, I mean, Lynn, Traeger, Patterson, all guys who had... Stadiums named after them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see their names all over town. Yeah. Like, I think Eric Crawford wrote that that exact line. Um, you know, Marcus Maven was there. Bill Stone was there. Scotty Davenport was there. Ricky Jones was there. Uh, John Ramsey was there. there. John Ramsey <laughs> talked to the media after the event and sort of, I think, spoke for the group. And I think uh, Hal Bomar was one of the other people who spoke. And you know, Is it Bill Maher? Hal Bomar. Oh. Their whole thing was he wants this job. 
We feel like he was let go unfairly. We feel like he can do the best job. He's proven that during his time here. And like, let's get him back. But at the same time, they also come out and say, like, like Tom's not going to reach out to U of L. He's not going to submit a resume. That's not how this whole thing works. You've got search committees, which Louisville hasn't even hired a search firm yet to for its its AD search. Oh well, I mean, they're still they're they've narrowed the list down to two apparently, but they want U of L to reach out to Tom, and they say Tom will definitely listen. He wants it done the right way, and. I don't really know how to respond to all this because, like I said yesterday, I, I love Tom Church. Love him. We'll always love him. We'll always appreciate what he did at UofL. I, I mean, we had the debate yesterday. I think you can easily make the case he's had more of an impact on UofL athletics than any other person in the history of this program. Positive-wise, too. I think the good of Tom Church far outweighed the bad. But I also recognize that we've just gotten to a point as a fan base where it feels like we're unified on something for the first time in a long time. And that's Kenny Payne, Nolan Smith, the good vibes surrounding the bat, the men's basketball program. And most of those good vibes have a decidedly pre Tom Jurich kind of crumb era feel to them. We're bringing back guys from, from the eighties. We're, we're getting former players who have felt sort of disassociated from the program for the last, couple decades, we're getting them back in the fold. And fans who experienced the 80s, and even fans who like you and I, Trev, who, who didn't really experience the, the halcyon days of the 80s, I think we're feeling good about some of the positive things going on. And then now you've got this just splintering deal where it's impossible to have a discussion about this without fans going at each other's throat. Case in point, I put out a poll this morning, poll question, because as much as I'd like to ignore this and just kind of focus on the good things happening right now, it's clearly not something that's going away. So, and it's something that you and I, we were talking about yesterday, like how, where is the fan base on potentially bringing back Tom Jurich? Because I think it's in a, I think it's in a very different place than it was the first time this really came up in late February when this push kind of happened. And so I don't have a firm grasp on it. And I'm not saying a poll like this is the end all be all, but I did put it out there on Twitter and just said, Hey, let's, let's put it out there. Do you want Tom George back as Louisville's athletic director? Almost 5,000 votes right now. It's been up for about six hours. We're just under 5,000 votes. Trevor, you and I, I think neither one of us really had a firm grasp on where the fan base is. And not, again, I don't want to say that this is the, this absolutely shows a completely accurate portrayal of where the fan base is on Tom George. But what do you think that that poll said as far uh, as percentage of people who said no, percentage of people who said yes? I'd say 62% said yes. 71% say no. Wow, really? Some say no? 71% say no. 29% say yes. Wow. And I think that, that I think if you had done this two months ago when this first started and people were more upset about the way that basketball's gone, more upset about the current stuff, just upset about everything, I think you would have had, I think the results would have been more in line with what you said. More like 60-40. Yes, probably leading slightly. And now I think it's, the most common response that I've gotten, because there is a whole lot of, well, Tom was the scandals at the end, and there's a whole lot of, you know, just pro Tom was the best we've ever had. But the most common response that I got from people was, I love Tom when he was here. I'll always love Tom. I just think we need to stop the retreads. I think we just need to move forward into a new era with new blood and just let it be. 
it's kind of a weird thing to say when you're hiring all your old players and stuff like that, but okay. There's there's a, a, a certain dose of irony in saying that <laughs> yeah. when we're talking about, you know, Kenny Payne coming back. But, I, I, I mean, it's I think it's – not a retread per se, but, I mean, it's still I – mean, it's, it's Yeah, it's not. I mean, we're, I think the awkwardness of this is regardless of how you feel about the way that Tom was let go or the mere fact that he was let go back in the fall of 2017 – he was let go because of some bad stuff that well, we're still feeling the after effects of. I mean, a little bit was more his decision making on kind of same more to Patino, where you know he we we a lot of people will accept the fact, and Kentucky fans or in Louisville haters will say that you know, oh, we believe he didn't know anything about it, but that's you know, you hired those people; it's your responsibility. That's kind of ha- what Jurich was. I mean, he hired the people that kind of trickled down a little more from him but nonetheless you're responsible you know right and you know we can debate until the sun comes up about how involved he was or you know how much of a factor it was or how this whole thing should have played out but at the end of the day if this if the fbi thing doesn't happen if the katina powell thing doesn't happen tom george is the ad at L for as long as he wants to be of course and so it's a little bit different than bringing back kenny payne or bringing back Milt Wagner, bringing over the road named after him. Yeah, bringing back Nolan Smith and all, and all this stuff. It, it's a it's a different thing. But you can understand why why feelings are all over the place with this, and they're going to continue to be all over the place with this until it gets settled. I mean, I, I had a I had a conversation with a local sportscaster this morning who basically called and was like, "Is this news? Like, like should I be doing a story on this? Because I'm going back and forth." And he was he he essentially said. If I'm doing a story on this, I want to be talking to Tom directly. Like I, I want to hear from Tom. I'm kind of sick of hearing from friends of Tom who are putting this out there and speaking for him. I want I want Tom on the record telling me exactly what's going on here and how he feels about this. Yeah, blame him. And he, he basically said, you know, is all of his friends getting together and saying we want Tom to be the AD? Is that really a new story when we've got no idea whether or not this is even a realistic possibility? And my answer, and I think you can argue either way, and he, he had a valid counter-argument, but I said, I think it's news because of the names of the people involved. When you've got that much money out there, that much influence out there, names that pretty much everybody in the city knows, and they're all coming together for a common cause, to me, that's news. Like that's some, and that's, It's why we're talking about it right now to start this, this abbreviated show. I get where his head is, which is, I don't think it's possible that U of L's going to do this. It doesn't seem like he has the votes necessary from the board of trustees. So, at the end of the day, do we really want to cause all this campaigning and debating and back and forth arguing for something that's just not even a realistic possibility? And I understand that point of view entirely because I kind of feel like that's where this is headed. But I don't know for sure. Like I've got no idea if U of L considers Tom a realistic candidate. Or if maybe a couple of the people who would currently vote no on him on the board could be swayed, could be turned. Like I, I just don't know. But what I do know is these people aren't going to stop. Like these people are going to continue this campaign. They, according to Eric Crawford's story, they've mapped out sort of a, a strategy. Um, that they're going to put together their own board. They're going to put together their own thing. This is going to be like a full-on campaign, and oh, it's not going away. Are coming. I mean, billboards are, have already happened. Oh, we've, yeah. we've, we've already seen that go I down. Mean, is, is this the majority of the same people that still would just were, were still like wanting Tom back? I mean, from the beginning? I mean, there, there's, there's been a, a group of Louisville fans who, you know, since the day 
church was let go have not accepted the fact church was let go. Well, I think it's the same people. I think they're being more vocal now because there's we have an interim AD. Like the, it's it's a they're, they're realistic. Back, they're pl- back from the they've risen from the the grave. You could say around Easter time. Perfect timing. <laughs> right in line with the holiday. Um, it, it's and I know that some of them are mad at me. They don't feel like I've been like I should be pro Tom pro and you are you have been somewhat pro Tom. I can't well, I, I I can't say it any more than I already have. I'm pro Louisville. Yeah. If we are going to do a full, like if Tom came back, if we did a full on search, we interview multiple qualified candidates, including Josh Hurd, including, I know Devon Thomas is the other name that's been out there a bunch. We <laughs> always have these three, but let's get some other guys out in, in there. Other, other women involved in this. Let's get some realistic candidates out there. Let's talk to them. Let's vet them. Let's make the best decision possible for everybody. If it was Tom, if it's, if it's Josh, if it's Devon, if it's anybody but Tom Crane, pretty much. Like, I'm on board. Aww. I'm good. I'm ready to go. But I'm not, like, like I'm I'm pro Louisville. I'm pro what's, I'm not Team Josh, not Team Tom, not Team Devon, not Team whoever. I'm just Team Louisville. I want the best for Cardinal Athletics moving forward. And I trust the people in charge, <laughs> I mean, rightly or wrongly at this point, to make the right decision when all said and done. And, like, I'm, I'm not going to stray from that. Like, it's just, it's how I feel. And I, I wish we just knew if this was a realistic possibility, because if it is, sure, let's, let's do a full show dedicated to the pros and the cons of bringing Tom George back. If it's not, then what are we even doing here? Why are we even having this discussion? And that's kind of where I am right now until I get some sort of firm piece of tangible evidence that this is something that could happen from the UofL side then I feel like we're all just spinning our wheels and having me- – this is a you know meaningless sports debate show. This is the LeBron-MJ debate, right? Like we can – it might be fun for some people to, to argue and scream about this and pull up new evidence and make points and counterpoints until the, the cows come home, but you're never going to come to a final conclusion, and at the end of the day, you're just spinning your wheels and yes. wasting time. Especially when everybody knows Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the greatest of all time. Of course, everybody knows I mean, Everybody so, I says mean, yeah, this. Especially with that case, I mean. <laughs> I mean, where do you stand on all this? Are you just... Oh, they're going to me about Kareem again, okay. <laughs> do you want Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to be the next Louisville Athletic Director? Ooh, no. It'd no. be kind of cool. <laughs> it'd be nice. It'd be fun, but not nah, probably not. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, listen, I, would I be upset if Tom George returned... Hell no, I would not be upset. Now, maybe I'd be slightly concerned because of the instant blaze stuff, but I mean, it's a you know, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I know if George is returning, if we get even, I mean, love of God, if we get you know sixty percent of the success that George had in his first run, then then it would be worth the juice would be worth the squeeze. Agreed. That being said, if George did not return, if whether it be his choice or Louisville not to pursue him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just you know throw up my arms and be like I'm leaving. You know, you know, scream at Louisville like they're Phil Castellini and be like I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> screw you. You know, you, you you hate us. You know, sell sell the president or you know fire this president again. You know, do whatever. Change flip the board out again. I mean, I'm not. I'm 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 what you know. I'm going to be try to be positive on who is brought in. If it's Josh Hurd, to be probably a little more positive because I have had you know dipped my toe in the water of his his what he's done so far and enjoyed it. But I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm like you. I'm pro Louisville. I'm going to be positive now. If it's someone who I do not like, who I think is doing a poor job, I'm not going to hold back and not voice it. Tayshawn Prince AD. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you are Tayshawn Prince's AD, I'm going to sit there and go, listen. You know what? What the hell are we smoking here, guys? Do we, do we need to get like you know? 
Do we have like a, a carbon dioxide leak or something going on in, in this boardroom that with the doors and windows closed? I mean, what the hell? But if he does good, you know what? I'll turn around and say, Tayshon, you're a massive tool, but thank you for being a good AD. Sure. Yeah. You're still a massive tool, but I love using AD. But thank you for making my athletic program successful again. Uh, listen, I, 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 I despised Jordan growing up. Didn't mean I didn't know, recognize him as, as the greatness that was on, on the court. Yeah. I, I mean,. I just don't know where this goes from here. I wish we could expedite this process just so we could get well, it over it's with. It's not going to happen. I mean, we're we're I, I what, mean, into summer by the time we probably find anything about this. You, I mean, ideally, you'd like to have this done by like July, just so you could have somebody in place and have a few weeks like, to prepare for the upcoming athletic season. Fourth AD in the last. Well, yeah. <laughs> ideally, a lot of things about the last eight years would be different, but in this particular case. I think midsummer would be best case scenario. Well, best case scenario is like right now, but yeah. <laughs> like reasonably, you want it. You want it to be done before the start of the next athletic season, before school gets going in in mid August. And I mean, you want them to have some some opportunity to lay the groundwork for what they're going to accomplish in 2022, 2023, and then not feel like they're just playing from behind once the actual athletic season get, gets going. Now, the one exception to this is if you do hire josh hurt he's just going to keep doing the job that he's been doing which is you know they're really a bad thing at this point no i mean it, i think I mean, anything, sort of, it makes know, him a more attractive candidate yeah it, i mean i can't paint false cloud in his face then you can you'd be like you know oh he made a bad decision but i mean the the one thing that has has rubbed me the wrong way throughout the two big hires that we've made so far or, or have been about to make so far this this offseason and i know it rubs you the wrong way too the ultimatums from People saying, I want to come back and support U of L athletics, but only if my guy gets the job that I want him to have. And we heard that a little bit with the with Kenny Payne on the men's basketball side. And now we're hearing it from some people of power and consequence on the AD side. Like, I love Louisville athletics. I want to get back involved, but only if Tom Jurich is back as the AD. And you kind of question like the, the first part of those statements when they say things like that. Do you really love Louisville Athletics? No. Because, and I guess maybe it's different if you played there. Maybe it's different if you've you've put a considerable amount of your wealth into the program. But, like, I just can't, I I can't empathize with that viewpoint. Because I I see things through my lens, and I try to put myself in, in these other people's shoes at times. But if you really and truly love something, that support should be unconditional. You should, I mean, unless we hire the next Hitler, unless we're bringing, you know, Putin over here to run Cardinal Athletics, like, I'm going to support the program. I haven't liked every head coach that we've had. I haven't liked every player that we've had. I haven't liked some people in the athletic department that have had positions of power over the years. None of it's keeping me from being a UofL fan because I'm a fan. That's what it's all about. Like, this is, it's about support through the, you know, through thick and thin, through happy and sad, through douches and through awesome people like like this is that's what this whole thing is and i just don't understand that mindset and it rubs me the wrong way on both sides of all this like the ultimatums just don't need to be happening what bugs me is when it is like if you're like a millionaire and you just went here and, and you know you just want to donate money because you, you just want to you know like you know do your, your donald trump thing and put your name on something just so you can have a legacy or whatever that's fine thank you by the way for that and, and if you want to send some more to me you can send it to you know at kelsey.trevor at gmail.com too as well or big x radio or big yeah. x radio yeah I mean, this could be your studio <laughs> yeah you can buy the studio for all i care but when the play yeah like when players in your beard say things like he has and even eves and i can't be too mad about Eves because my grandmother will come out and Back from the didn't smack me up there so much. Uh, the only times you get physical, probably with me and get mad at me. 
because he's just a church going person. But it, it, that that irritates me more because it's like you. I want to just look at him like you should know better. Like I, I get I get where you want your you want to be satisfied. And you like everyone else today, and and, and you see it on social media is like everybody has to have everything they want. Everybody everything has to be perfect, which is never going to happen. And no one, not everyone's ever going to be satisfied. But you have to be satisfied. But as a player, you should want success for the university and the team over your own happiness to a, in a degree. Like, yes, their success sure. should be your end game of ultimate happiness. And that's when it kind of irritates me. And a prime example of, of, you know, to show like, you know, while I, I, I love, you know, everybody likes to put on hypocrisy and listen, everyone in this world is a hypocrite at some point in their time in life. It's, in, it's inevitable. It's unavoidable to be a hypocrite. Agreed. In that, but one way to, to prove my lack of hypocrisy in this situation is the football team. I don't think it's been a secret that I wanted Jeff Brom back in this, this, this football team. I, have I made? Have I been like coy about that? Have I been like subtle about it in any way? You've mentioned it from time to time. I thought I had, and <laughs> couldn't remember if I told you this or not. And while I have made it utterly clear, I think that I want Jeff Brom. I think this I, in so many ways. Have I not like showed lack of support for Satterfield and his team yet? I mean, obviously, I'm going to be harsh on him if I feel like he's not reaching a level that I I perceive. But I want him to be successful. I want. I mean, I still think he can be positive. Sure. I'm going into this season not going. Oh man, we need to go four and eight so we can get rid of this dude and maybe hopefully buy out Jeff Brom's new contract. No, I want this team to go eight and four. I want him to be good. I want to be wrong. I want to look like a total and utter dunce. I want I want to and then not just by using the word wrong. I want to look like a fool. It's the same thing I said about Kenny Payne when we were talking about candidates. Because I mean, if you've listened to this show, if you listen to the podcast, if you've read things that I've written on Car Chronicle, you know Kenny Payne was not my first choice. No, it wasn't mine either. I had I, I had and still have some reservations based on. I mean, again, the biggest thing is the, the Calipari coaching tree. The fact that he hasn't produced one successful head coach, and he's had I think eighteen former assistants who've gone on to get head coaching jobs, they've all kind of failed to a degree. And I, it's not like because of that, I'm sitting here like, oh, I want to be able to tell tell you guys I told you so, so bad. Like, I, I want this guy to tank and get fired. Hell no. You and I both, as is the case with, I think, 99% of the fan base, 99% of most fan bases, will make guesses We'll we'll try to predict things. We'll have positive feelings about certain things. We'll have negative feelings about certain things. But at the end of the day, we don't care as much about being right or wrong as we do the program having success, the teams that we root for having success. If Kenny Payne absolutely kills it, if if Louisville doesn't have any sort of postseason ban next year, we find that out in October, and Payne wins the national title in year one, it's not like my celebration is going to be tempered at all because, <laughs> because of comments that I made 14 months before about how I thought maybe there was a better candidate out there. Damn, no, we won a title. Oh man, I was hoping we'd lose every game. I it, mean, if Louisville wins the college football playoff this year under the direction of one Scott Satterfield. I don't think that Trevor's going to refuse to buy you know, national title shirts because he wanted Jeff Brom here 14 months before that. If Scott Satterfield wins a national title this year, I may get a Scott Stotts tattoo. We'll get, we'll, we'll get matching Scott Satterfield tattoos yeah, if that happens. We'll get his, we'll, you'll get half his face on one of your arm. I'll get the other half, and when we put arms together, it makes his face. I'll get a visor right in the middle of my chest. 
right between <laughs> right between my nipples. I will put a <laughs> giant Scott Satterfield visor right there. Like, like Henry Winkler and then Waterboy. Instead of Roy Orbstein, I'll have, I'll have Scott Satterfield's face right there on my butt cheek. Trevor will get Jeff Brom's socks tattooed on his ass if Scott Satterfield wins the national title well, this national coming season. Socks. I mean, yeah. Jeff Brom, if Satterfield wins it, you know, I would have been like, well, Jeff would have done it, but he won the title game by 24. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, this is how it's supposed to be, right? Like, you get, especially if you're doing the fan media thing, which is, is what we're tasked with doing here every single day. Like, we're supposed to be giving opinions, we're supposed to be giving what we think. At the end of the day, are we all just guessing? Of course we are. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Like, I, I've got no idea how this whole thing with Kenny Payne is going to work out. I love the early vibes. It's been so overwhelmingly positive. I love seeing Louisville pop up on the list of five-star recruits again. I love seeing Louisville pop up on the list of some of the best transfers in the country right now, which we're going to talk about here shortly. But I still, like, he hasn't coached a game yet. We'll find out. I hope that all of the reservations I had were just completely rooted in the wrong things. And I'll be honest, like, the success that Tommy Lloyd has had in his first year at Arizona, the success that Hubert Davis had down the stretch – um, Penny Hardaway kind of turning things around. It does make me feel at least a little bit better about some of the, the things that had made me cautious about hiring Kenny Payne. And hopefully more of that evidence piles up. And hopefully Kenny Payne winds up being the outlier of all outliers and becomes you know better than Denny Crum and Rick Pitino combined. And certainly better than Chris Mack and Peck Hickman and John Dromo and everybody. And he's the god of Louisville basketball. Not better than Howard Stacey, though. Of course. You can't. I mean, th- there's a limit. Bridge too far is, is yeah, Howard Stacey. Shout out to my man, John Stacey. I, I, think we, I think we've said all we can say about this. If you have thoughts, let us know. 502-414-1450. Not surprisingly, the text line is blown up. This is All you have to do is say the name. And that's what I was telling the, the, the guy I was talking to this morning. I was like, I don't care if it's news or not. It's, I mean, it's great for me. This is April 13th. All I've got to do is like bring up a topic and bam, radio show's filled for the, the rest of the day. It's not what I want to do, but if we have to address it, it certainly makes the show easier. But there are other things that I do want to talk about. Uh, a big name has popped up in the transfer portal that has Louisville on his list, basketball player. Also, not shockingly, a lot of reports coming out that Tyler Harrell's probably headed to Alabama today. We'll talk a little bit about that because Nick Saban, speaking of hypocrisy, Nick Saban made a statement today that flies in the face of the thing that we've been talking about with Alabama football for the last 24 hours. Also, Sam Williamson has made a decision about where he's headed for the rest of his college career. And we've got three Cardinals in the NBA playoffs tonight. We'll talk about all that coming up and taking your text after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Physical attraction, but to my satisfaction, baby, you I was actually in Boys to Men for a brief period. That's good, but this isn't Boys to Men. And if I ever fall in love again, I will be sure that the lady is a friend. This isn't Boys to Men. I wonder if you caught me saying that. I mean, I. I can tell you, I knew it wasn't that looking at this. Is it all for what? No, no, no. 
I mean, I've, I clearly know the song. Well, yeah. I've thought this for my entire well, life that this was Boys to Wear. I, I mean, I, I think it was. I think this is another like Napster slash LimeWire where I downloaded this song back in the day. I mean, and it was always on my like iTunes as Boys to Men. I'm just gonna say that they don't really even sound like Boys to Men. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, harmonizing well, a harmonizing R and B group. I mean, that's okay. Well, that's <laughs> the Boys to Men. The only band from 1990 to 94. That things like that. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. There were several, including Shy, who sings that song. I've never heard of Shy. S H A I. This is a eye-opening afternoon for myself now. You learned something new. I mean, I, I've heard that song a million times. I've thought it was Boys to Men every single time, my entire life. I will be sure that song. the lady's just like you. <laughs> I love it. It's a good tune. You're, like, you're learning this. I don't know where to go from here. Now. I watched a brand new movie last night. Not new to me. New to me. Not new to anyone else. What was it? I ended up I, I, 1987's Moonstruck. Heard of it, never seen it. It's, it's, it was weird because I started watching it, and as I was like ten minutes in the movie, I'm like, I don't like shares getting on my nerves. Nicholas Cage is just so over the top in his character. The like the, I mean the both of those things track the Italian. It's it's based on two Italian families, which looks like with the stereotypes. Like Spike Lee wrote this movie almost to a degree, and it was like, and then like thirty minutes into it, I'm like, I don't want to turn it off. I kind of want to see how it ends now. Yeah. Like I, I now I need to see if you know because Nicholas Cage plays a little. Cher uh, gets engaged to Nicholas Cage's older brother, but then she hooks up with Nicholas Cage, who has one hand, one wooden hand, one regular hand, and then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> meanwhile, she finds out that her dad's cheating. Who, by the way, her dad in the movie. This was this is what blew my mind the most. Wrap this up. His name is Cosmo. Oh, I like that. I was like, how how has that never been a connection with Seinfeld? Man. Also watched. An, I can't believe that's not Boys to Men. Also, the other movie I watched last night, arguably my favorite boxing movie, The Boxer. The, no, The Fighter. The Fighter's a good movie. I really like the fight. That one hit. As a newer sports movies might still be Raging Bull fans. Calm down, Digstown supporters. Chill out. The Fighter might be my favorite. It's a good movie. I like it. Yeah, you should watch it. You should, you should. I mean, the fact that they use the actual commentary and match it up with the highlights is awesome. Texas says when Mike sings, he sounds like I do when I fake an orgasm during bad sex. <laughs> you must uh, have a voice of an angel. Uh, I lo- <laughs> Your partner must be a very lucky man or lady. I'm, a, I'm hoping that's a woman that sends that text in because. So do I. I mean, <laughs> you gotta be. I mean, don't get me wrong, but when you're a dude and you got a fake, fake, that's not. I will be sure that the lady's just like you. I could have been shy. I could have been shy. They could have called. My friend. My friend. (laughs) Texas, weather related. Mike, have you got a generator yet? No, and I know that bad weather's coming tonight. (laughs) You should. I'm surprised you don't have one to begin with. (laughs) I'm not giving in to Big Jen. Big, Big Jen. Big Jen. Not, I'm refusing to do it. Man, every time I get bad storm, bad storms hit differently now when you have kids. Like, I've got a. I, I believe that, yeah. I mean, one, losing the power is terrible. Yeah. Two, I've, I've mentioned this before, I'm terrified of the gigantic tree behind our house falling on the house. And I'm, it happens like every time there's some sort of storm in St. Matthews, and tonight looks bad. I'm, I'm not happy. Uh, 502-414-1450, the Thornton Sex Line. We spent most of the first segment there talking about the the, the latest Tom Jurich uh, hubbub, the the meeting yesterday, the resulting fallout, the, I think, 
debate amongst the fan base about all this. And now we'll hear from you. Uh, first of all, a little texture I say. I only tune in for the early 90s R&B talk, uh, R&B sing-alongs, and late 80s Moonstruck talk. <laughs> it wasn't a horrible movie. I, would re- I don't know how it really actually won an Oscar. I think Cher won the Oscar for the movie. Because Nicolas Cage, man, like the stereotype of him being like over the top as the character had to start with this movie. It's a thing for him. I mean, it's he is just. <laughs> I miss this, but so you know, Walker and Roush texted him right at the beginning of the show yeah, to it, yeah. to make their. Are you guys going to talk about the U of L softball game last night? And we did. We did. We mentioned it. Yeah. So yeah, they got beat. So suck it yeah. to a program that won't be named. And then I I missed this, but just after them, Scooter Dingus texted in and goes late to the party, but y'all got to talk U of L softball. <laughs> this is how the KRC Rutherford Show war starts. Scoots, man, That's, you're not even a Kentucky guy. Quit being, quit, man up, dude. Come on, Scoots is just he's, he's piling on. I mean, come on, Scoots. He's bad. turning heel on us. You're <laughs> <laughs> Mary did text me this morning. It's wrestling night. She texted me this morning. She's like, "Who's on 96.1 like right now?" And I was like, "Kentucky Roll Call." And she's like, "Oh yeah, that's right. It's those guys." And I wanted to be like, "What are they talking about? What prompted this text? <laughs> is it good or is it bad?" Uh, Texture says one of the new shows. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I did listen to a little bit of the Hoosier Report with Matt Tennyson yesterday. Oh, did you? Kids. Yeah, it was good. Hoosier, uh, Matt Tennyson does a good job covering me. He's, he's great. He doesn't do a lot of his own opinion. He's more of a kind of a vanilla kind of on the news type guy. But you know, sometimes it's that's what you need. I want to be informed. I don't know that much about Indiana sports. Let me know. <laughs> Not much to know. Really, it's Trace Jackson Davis coming back. Uh, <laughs> Texas, all these heavy hitters just want their drinking buddy back. They are all nothing but cronies. If Jurich wants the job, then he needs to apply for it and pay back the lawsuit money. The lawsuit money is a funny thing. Like I love them. It would like, be like, an awkward <laughs> element to this. Let's be real. Like when you when you bring up some of the deb- argument from some people saying that, well, we should never got rid of him in the first. We didn't have any reason to get rid of him in the first place. Well, I think the courts proved that. I mean, the fact that we had to settle a lawsuit for his dismissal. Gave him everything he yeah, wanted. I think that's in fact, yeah, I think the court records proved the fact that, yes, we didn't have any reason to get rid of him, at least legally. It would be, I mean, it, th- there would be an awkward dynamic in still paying him for a lawsuit settlement and then also paying him a base salary would be a weird, like, I, I can't imagine that's something that any other athletic program would have ever had to have done. You see that with, like, baseball players, I think, don't you? Like, Bob's Bob, a Benia deal kind of thing? Yeah, but, like, they... It, they're not talking about bringing Bobby Bonilla back to play left field tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe they should be. <laughs> They're the Mets, but still. Meet the like, Mets. <laughs> like, we're talking about firing a guy, losing the – I mean, basically, they lost the case. Like, they had – they gave Tom everything that he wanted to in the settlement. Yeah. They changed the firing to whatever it was. Like, it, I don't think it was mutual parting of ways, but he was uh, – <laughs> separation agreement, whatever it was. Like he wasn't fired now officially in his in his portfolio. So we're talking about getting rid of a guy, bringing him back, paying him settlement money, and then a new salary at the exact same time. It, it that would be unprecedented. That'd be a very very unusual circumstance. But we have financial problems. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, what happened to all those people that said we couldn't afford to like buy out? Chris Mack, <laughs> but now we're going to willing to pay Tom double salary? I don't know. <laughs> Texas says, old men used to getting their way by throwing their money around. We need to do what's best for the program at this point in time, not what a bunch of rich dudes want. For the record, bringing Tom back is not exactly what's not best for the program, possibly. It's not yeah, what we're saying. I'm, I'm not going to go that far. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there is, like, you can make the debate 
that things are so much different now than they were five years ago that are we even sure that Tom would do as good of a job in Tom 2.0 as he did in Tom 1.0? I think you can make that debate. We've been burned by 2.0s. We have been. I mean, we, but we also had some good times with 2.0s. We, we got a Heisman out of a 2.0. That's true. Got some game days That's out true. of a 2.0. We, you know, winning eight or more games every year until the last season, it's not something that we should be rolling our eyes at right now because we can't get to that mark right now. We haven't gotten there since. So it wasn't, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't great. We should say that. Texture says, I would rather eat raw sewage than see Tom Jurch become the AD again. He destroyed the athletic program because he put his loyalty to Patino above the university that paid his salary. It's time to move on from Jurch and his sycophants. Texture says, the same people that told me they wanted Patrino back are the same people telling me they want Jurich back. We've seen that there are no guarantees of repeating past success. Texture says, it's not a possibility. Tom makes so many of these people feel like big shots and important. It's a talent of his, but it's a total waste of time. Texture says, Mick Cronin for AD. <laughs> Texture. Just right in the middle of all that, Mick Cronin for AD. He can't be worse, he can't be worse than he is as a coach. Texture says, look, I'm not against Tom, but it's time to move on, and Josh has more than proven he is more than ready to take over his job and lead us. Texture says, put it on our shirt. A U of L fan through douches and awesome people. I did I did I did actually make that quote. A real thing that came out of my mouth. <laughs> I was like, we've had, you know, I, I, I'll be a fan through thick and thin, through, you know, success, wins, losses, cheering for douches, cheering for awesome people. It's you, you know, that's what being a fan is. Exactly. Texture says Jurch turned U of L into a giant commercial to pay for a bunch of gimmicky new facilities and kickbacks for his buddies. The school, the culture, and the culture suffered. He doesn't love U of L. He loves dollar signs and cheap plastic chair seats that turn pink in the sun. We are bringing heart and culture back to U of L. Don't let Jurch and his scammy donors derail us. Go birds. Gimmicky. What was the quote? Gimmicky what? Gimmicky. Where, where did you say gimmicky? Giant gimmicky new facilities and kickbacks for his buddies. Gimmicky new facilities. Okay, so I'm assuming this texture would rather sit in the bleachers of Cardinal Stadium and, and fear that the wind might hit the wrong way and you're going to your death. Yeah, I would push back against that. I would also push back that Tom doesn't love UofL because I, I, he absolutely loves UofL. I, I think he loves the city of Louisville. I think he's deeply hurt by the way that it ended here. I think that's if he were to come back, I think that would be his ultimate driving force. Would be to to write what he feels like are the wrongs of the, the last chapter of his tenure here and to go out, quote-unquote, the right way. Yeah, I, I'm not – I mean, I guess some of your that texter's concerns are, are valid to a degree, but don't give me the – because he raised tons of money and, and brought you know Louisville up. I mean, he made the University of Louisville a better place athletically and, and, in, and just in general all around. I mean, I have friends that were at UofL at the beginning of the Jurch era, through some of the Jurch era, and – We'll just tell you, I mean, and some of them are UK fans who went to UofL and will say, you know, listen, this place went from like night and day. Oh, entirely different. I mean, like this went from like, you know, just some like kind of, I mean, seriously, I mean, instead of, you know, a kind of a rundown, you know, urban university mm-hmm. into a just really nice school, you know, in in downtown. I mean, both the campus and the athletic program, if you went back to 1996, it's unrecognizable. Yeah. Even as recently, I mean, I graduated high school in 03 and I remember like the common thought was you, know, you were going to go to L if you wanted to keep living at home and you know you you didn't you weren't going to you weren't going to live on campus if you went to L, right like it was just a it was a commuter school exactly and thank you yes commuter school you were going like if you wanted to kind of stay close to home but you wanted the college experience you were going to go to UK or you're going to go to Transit you're going to go to Murray you're going to go to Dayton uh you you're going to do those things Morehead, yeah, anywhere else what you're going to western like I, I i out of all of my closest friends who are gigantic L fans, diehards. 
I think like two of them went to actually went to U of L. It just wasn't what you did at that time. It wasn't a, like if you wanted a college experience, which I wanted, most of my friends wanted coming out of high school, you didn't go to U of L, and that has changed so completely since then. Like in like I, I know I'm not a spring chicken anymore, but like 03 wasn't that long ago. And kind of was actually. Well, now, yeah, it's, we're, we're coming up on 20 years, which I guess is, is a long period of time. <laughs> Don't I know it's hard to accept it. But I mean, for, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For, for that mentality to be entirely different, for high school kids now in this city to say, I can get the college experience at U of L. For the, the number, the percentage of students of, uh, of, who live on campus to have gone up so dramatically, I'm not saying Tom deserves complete credit for all that. It's obviously been a, 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 like a coordinated effort. But I don't think it happens without the influx of money and the success of the athletic program that took place under his watch. Like, I think that he transformed Floyd Street in an extremely positive way that no, benefited yeah. everybody associated with UofL. I mean, I'm not hanging out on, you know, I'm not hanging out like on Forster or anything, and that, or, you know, but still, I mean, I, yeah, it's, if you just, you, you, if you, if you're, if you're, yeah, like you said, younger high school area and you just, you don't understand what Louisville, what it looked like before George got. And no, he, he's not one hundred percent responsible, but it was his fundraising, his vision is what did lead to it. Yeah, Obviously, for other sure. people's money helped, but you know there were athletic directors before Tom Jurich, they weren't putting any effort into doing it. No, for sure. Texas Mike, if we hired Tom Crane and gave him a lifetime contract where he can't be fired, or there's a billion dollar buyout, would you still be a fan after the twentieth two and twenty eight season? This is like a will you eat a salad for comment to you. <laughs> well, the next text I think is is going to be something like that. Okay. The answer is yeah. Like I, I'm a Louisville fan. Look, I, I am a Lions fan. That should answer your question right there. <laughs> I was a Lions fan as a kid. I am a Lions fan now. There's your answer. Now, if in that scenario, will in, at some point in the near future, will you be an alcoholic Louisville fan? Probably. I'd be a Louisville fan with significant vices. Yes, exactly. <laughs> My kids would have been raised improperly because their dad would have been just horribly depressed for their entire upbringing. But you don't have to make them leave the room. You can do it in front of them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> once again, we, uh, we will agree to disagree. <laughs> Texture says, that. I told you this is the next one that was coming. If Scott wins a national title this year, Trevor gets to eat a salad off of Scott's stomach. <laughs> <laughs> who would? Who do you think would be more opposed to that? You are actually Scott Satterfield. If he wins a nat- if he goes undefeated and wins a national title, including beating like Alabama in the national title game, I will not only eat a salad off his stomach. I will pop a cherry tomato out of his belly button. I hope he's in any. All of this, like, <laughs> these are reasons for Satterfield to not win the national title. Like, he would get that close and just throw the game. He's like, I can't. I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. He just turns around and I'm sitting over there with a ranch dressing jar. <laughs> Come like, on. Nodding like the teacher from Billy Madison. I, Second I, reference of the day. I can just see Satterfield right after the game and the post game comes. Coach, how do you feel? Something unchill is going to happen tonight. <laughs> Not great, Tony. Don't feel good. Don't feel good. Texas, I used to work in pro sports for 10-ish years. My rooting interests have changed from when I was a kid devoted to my specific pro teams to now finding myself rooting for the people I like who work for those teams more than the actual players and teams themselves. That say that said, I can't say the same for UofL. I'm pro-Louisville. Can't switch that devotion. Yeah, I mean, if you, you know, they always say don't meet your heroes. And I do think the closer that you get to Anything. You, when you see how the sausage is made, it changes your perspective. And, and I can totally understand if you were a pro sports person who had teams that they rooted for growing up and then you actually work and you get to know about the inner workings of some of these franchises, it would solely the, the views that you had as a kid. But, I mean, U of L sports is different. I, I see it as 
I see U of L as an extension of the city of Louisville, and this is a city that I love. It's a city that I, you know, grew up in. I plan on staying here forever. I, I just I love it so much, and that plays a big part, I think, in my devotion too. The say it's the same way that. I mean, I didn't go to L. I went to one year of law school, made it through 1L, barely. And uh, that's my only direct ties to L. Still paying for it, though. Still still, still writing those, uh, not writing checks, still still getting the direct deposit or the direct withdrawals every single month for that one year of law school. But I think that the ties to Louisville and growing up here make the allegiance different than even the most diehard pro sports allegiance. It's just, it, it's a different vibe. It's, it's hard to explain. Texas, didn't Mark Lynn tell Tim Sullivan four months ago that he wanted the AD job? Now Mark Lynn and Jim Patterson are taking their ball and going home unless Jurich is the AD. Let's move on. I've I'd kind of forgotten that. I do, I've forgotten that that story Patterson was out there. The AD job? I don't Mark Lynn. Or Mark, I'm sorry, I'm, yeah. I don't remember hearing that. Yeah, that it got, it was, it, it got floated out there and then kind of went away pretty quickly. And now he's yeah back to advocating for Tom Jurich. I mean, I mean, what's the difference between giving it to him and giving it to Vince Tyree anyway? <laughs> I mean, Texas says, and this is another thing that came up today. Why in the hell did Jurich contact Payne before and after his hiring? That was part of the story from Eric Crawford. I think it was part of. I think John Ramsey had said that during his post meeting comments to the media yesterday. And it's, I mean, Kenny Payne's probably going to be asked about this. The next time that he talks to the media, somebody's going to ask the question, like, have you talked to Tom Jurich? What did he say? Like, what are your thoughts on Tom Jurich? And then it'll be another day where the UofL internet explodes. It's, I mean, it's just the way it is. Text says, dear God, someone call Greenpeace. Someone is torturing a walrus while playing boys to men. Hey, it's not boys, not to, boys men. to men. Yeah, that's the- that is shy. <laughs> Give respect. Respect is due. Uh, Texas says, <laughs> One text says Tom Jurich hates puppies, and then right after that, it goes bleep. I just rear-ended someone. <laughs> I hope that was a joke. I hope that didn't actually happen. <laughs> I really hope it didn't. Let us know how we how we can help out if we Same played picture. Yeah, can you give me a <laughs> if we played some sort of role in you being involved I in a minor I car? I shouldn't be laughing and laughing at someone. As long as someone's hurt, I'm gonna still laugh. But I mean, it's it's kind of funny. Man. <laughs> Don't text and drive. <laughs> Texas, to give Trevor credit, I also thought that you were going to say that the, that Daryl Isaacs was there. <laughs> well, you did a lot of heavy hitters. hitters. I mean, what do you expect? A lot of heavy hitters. <laughs> Texas, what are the odds that you lose power? Higher than I wish they were. <laughs> I mean, is that is it supposed to be that bad a storm tonight? It sounds like it. I need to make sure my phone's fully charged then. Well, you've got the because you know Weinberg came out and said we're going to have after this rain that's been happening all day. Weinberg. Oh, I always trust Weinberg. Okay, I trust Weinberg to the death. After all this rain, we're going to have a, like four hours of, of sun and a little bit of warmth, which makes when storms are coming, that intensifies the storm. So it's a bad thing that we're oh, getting wow. sun right now. You wish it was still gloomy and doomy for the rest of the day. Oh, I do. Okay. Texture says, bring Jurich back and we reclaim our throne as the horniest athletic department in America. We still been like the horniness has not died down yeah, the last few years. Yeah. We're still like this. Uh, this athletic program loves to, to bleep. We love to have. I don't know if it's the water down there on Floyd Street, but, man. Hey, what can I say? Very horny athletic program. <laughs> Texas, what about the benefits it would have on McDonald and Walsh? If I remember correctly, they were loyal supporters of Jurich, and we were nervous we'd lose them both once Jurich left. Well, Walsh just signed a contract extension, so you feel pretty good about him. Yeah, following he, his footsteps, he's loyal to the university, not to the individual in the AD department. And I know that they – I mean, I, I can tell you – Firsthand, like I, I do know that both of those people were a little bit nervous when Tom left. Understandably so. They coach programs that 
at certain in certain athletic departments get kind of pushed to the back burner and Tom prioritized programs like baseball and women's basketball and both soccer programs and elevated them to a level where they had you know not even sniffed the air before and so I, I think understandably you would be concerned if you were one of those guys like am I going to keep getting the support am I going to keep getting the facilities am I going to keep getting the I think the money that I deserve to run this program effectively and Thankfully, you know, under both Vince Tyree and now Josh Hurd, I think they've gotten that type of support. And Walsh has gotten a contract extension. McDonald's been pursued for a couple of other jobs and said thanks but no thanks and stuck around. So, I mean, I guarantee they both would welcome Tom back with open arms. But I think they're also both kind of okay right now at the moment. Like, I don't think either one of them are looking at open jobs or trying to get out of town as quickly as possible because they don't have Tom Jurich back. Oh, they was that was the case. They'd been gone long ago. Exactly. I mean, it's been five years now. Like, yeah, exactly. And again, Walt just signed a contract extension after reportedly being heavily pursued by Texas A&M during the offseason or during before the season even ended. Um, Texas said if Jurich came back, he would spark a wave of reprisal firings. He's vindictive and angry. I don't think that's true. Who's he going? Who's going to fire? Yeah. Also, he'll install his son as his, his successor. Hard pass. Anyone but Jurich. Also, Cronin sucks. Well, you know what? Mick Cronin just catching strays today I'll during a Louisville AD discussion. Texer, wait in strong. <laughs> you went out. You went out with at least one. Totally redeemed yourself. Yeah, yeah just when I think you you couldn't get any dumber. You totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> Texas, I hate to think what Trevor would do with the brioche bun. I don't even know what that's in reference. A brioche to. With, with is there a brioche bun in a salad? I don't. I mean, brioche buns come on like that's bur- like a burger. French dip. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I got. That, that's what my burger. Oh, that's my, what they're talking about. That's what my friend uh, French dip burger from uh, Cheesecake Factory came on. <laughs> that was good. I might order that again tonight. Texas, let's get to the important questions. Will Pop Castellini uh, cast a loser, sell the damn red, so we can be good again? I wish. I wish. Texas, Louisville is close to being free and out from under the NCAA and Katina's shadow. Only Louisville would want to hire someone to set them back six years. That's the – I mean, we mentioned it sort of in passing yesterday, but that is kind of the thing that's out there that doesn't get talked about when pro-Tom George people are, are discussing the merits of bringing him back is the fact that we haven't like, – we still have to deal <laughs> with the NCAA. Me, yeah, no. We got a hearing with the NCAA in June. Imagine if we – you hire, bring Tom Jurich back on June 1st and then go to the NCAA on June 13th, or I think the dates were like the 12th and the 14th, and in the hearing say, you know, you guys have the IRP ruled, Mark Emmert said this, you guys don't want to punish people who had nothing to do with the transgressions that took place that you're dealing with. We've gotten rid of everybody. That argument falls a little bit flatter if you've gotten rid of everybody and then brought one of the most prominent members of that group back. I mean, it doesn't make you lie. You still got rid of everybody. You did, yeah, it's like it's. I mean, <laughs> I mean it, it like you can't make this argument, but the reality is, it's more on you than it is on us. The fact that it's been so much of a, so much time has passed since then that we could theoretically bring him back and people would be good with it. Um, that's kind of on you. It's been five bleeping years. Like maybe do something, and we're not having to deal with this. But you would kind of worry if it would. I mean, everybody wants this punishment to be as lenient as possible, and. That's a factor that maybe wouldn't work in Louisville's favor. It's it's something you have to talk about. Texas, we sent Tom packing for optics. That's it. He was snapping necks and cashing checks. Charlie, Jeff Walls, Dan McDonald, John L., Bobby 1.0, Rick, not too shabby. For sure. I mean, I don't think anybody's debating the, the positives that 
took place under Tom George's watch. I mean, we've been talking about them for the last hour and a half at yeah. this point. Um, but about them for, for for two more hours, if not longer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Texas, I missed your show yesterday on Castellini's Jackassery. What an arrogant, clueless moron. Agree. I've been a big Reds fan all my life. Until that clown is gone, my favorite team is now whoever plays the Reds. F Castellini, F the Reds. Well, that's a little, that's a little extreme, but um, I mean, I'm still rooting for the Reds. But. I mean, Phil, if you're Phil Castellini, look in the mirror and go, I'm so hated and despised. He didn't care. The fan base would rather have a racist Marge shot back than me. He doesn't care. <laughs> Texas, only jerks can make the bone zone come to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> UnlimitedDirections.com. It's time to step up, boys. This, that website's still around. It's got to be. It's, it's a business. <laughs> well, yeah, because the dot com businesses never go out. It's of not it. a dot com business. Uh, <laughs> they, it's a. Uh, it's, it's like a architecture business. They build stuff. They erect stuff. <laughs> I was say, come on. Not just a clever name. You made that way too easy. <laughs> well, that's, that's the whole thing. It's a, it's a joke. That's that's what they're going for. Texas, would you rather have George back as AD or Jim Ramsey as president? George back is AD. Yeah. Easy. Texas Walls did shout out George after the Elite Eight game. He did. He, I mean, he made it a point to say, you know, Tom Jurich is the one who really invested in this program. And, and that was obvious. I mean, Jurich, I think this is well known. Like when they, when they built the KFC Yum Center, one of the real big debate points, points of contention was they didn't want L women's basketball to play all their games there. They wanted to do what I think Kentucky women's basketball has done for the most part, which is, you know, play the majority of their games in the smaller arena. I think Kentucky's played the women's team plays most of their games in Memorial, or at least they used do, to play. They do, yeah. And then play the bigger games. You know, the women's team plays them in Rupp at UK. Play the bigger games at the Yum Center. And Tom was like, "No, I want every single home Louisville women's basketball game to be played inside the KFC Yum Center." And if he doesn't argue for that, we probably don't have the level of fan support for the program that we do right now. We don't have, you know, every single game, no matter who you play, you're going to probably get around 8,000 people in there. The, the lower bowl is going to be almost full. It's going yeah. to be loud. People are going to be going crazy. I don't think that you can do that if you've been playing, you know, three-fourths of your games in, a, in a, an arena that seats 2,200. It just won't happen. And that's why we're going to Final Fours, and Ryan Howard has the golden sombrero against us and never won a tournament game. Exactly. Uh, Texas, has, have the results of your Twitter polls so far surprised you? Yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, I don't even know what it's going to end with. It surprises me already. At this point, I mean, there's so many votes that it's probably it's not going to be dramatically different than what it is right now. Uh, Texas, Mike, 5,000 people is 20% of what the Yum Center can hold, so I would say it's a respectable amount of the fan base, just my opinion. I, I agree. I mean, but not everybody is on Twitter. I do think it's a... I mean, it's something you can you can look to, and if you're just joining us and you don't know what I'm talking about, um, I put a a poll out this morning just because this, this Tom Jurich thing is very clearly not going away. Saying straightforward, do you want Tom Jurich back? And we've got 5,100 votes after seven hours, and 71 percent, exactly 71 percent of people are saying no. You know, Jurich thing will never go away. I think it will. I don't think it's. There's always going to be a, a small group of fans now it'll dwindle as time goes on but i mean we we're going to be here 15 years down the line and there's going to still be fans that say we need to bring it. he's he's kind of our billy donovan i mean he he's he's our bill parcells is looking for a house i mean he's i mean tom's 65 now he'll be 80 I and people in, will still think they would still rather have him back i don't i don't think that's the case i, I do think that in like 15 years let's assume the most likely scenario happens and tom 
is not brought back to be the, the, the next AD. Okay. And never comes back to be the AD. Okay. I do think you'll have like 15 years from now people saying, if Tom had never been fired, this would be different, that would be different, things would be better. I think that will continue. Yeah. But I don't think people are going to be advocating for an 80-year-old Tom Jurich to be coming back. Unless things are just, I mean, I'll say this. As much as I, I love Tom, I hope that's not the case because that would mean things have been going very poorly in the 15 years that are in front of us. <laughs> if people are like, we've got to get Tom back now, and he's like 83. And, I'm not and, saying it's a large group. I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't, but I think if you did the poll in 15 years, would you get back? You'd get a good 5%, I think, that say, that say yes out of 5,000, maybe 10,000 people. Once again, I hope you're wrong. I, I hope. I, hope that. <laughs> I could be. I mean, I, this is, it won't be the first or last time I'm wrong. Trust me. I would hope so. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we've only got to, we have to get out here at 4:30 today. So we'll talk about the the major name that has Louisville on his list in the transfer portal on the basketball side of things. Uh, we'll talk about Sam Williamson briefly, and then get ready for tonight's NBA game featuring three former Cardinals Who in the NBA night? playoffs. Uh, we can talk about that after the break as well. Yeah, because I don't know. I know the Nets won by a lot. I could not tell you who won the second game. I knew the Nets won. The only thing about the second game I know is some apparently some wacko like glued herself to the floor. I think the Timberwolves won because people are going crazy over Patrick Beverly for some reason. <laughs> anyway, second break. We'll come back. <laughs> who we'll, doesn't go crazy over Patrick Beverly? We'll wrap up the show. <laughs> it's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Wednesday here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. And Joining the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, we are getting out of here a little bit early to make way for Bats Baseball. They're going to resume a game that was delayed in the fifth inning last night in Omaha, so we're only here until 4.30 today. And I've got a quick question for Trevor Kelsey before we get into the next thing that I want to talk about. Trevor, do you have $4 million worth of disposable income on you right now? Um, yeah. Would you like to purchase Chris Mack's former house? Only $4 million? Three point nine five to be exact. Let's see here. He's he's getting out some bills. I think you can do this. You think, you think this will cover it? You got it. You're good. Why do you have that much cash on you? Jesus Christ! I mean, I, I've got I've got one ten dollar bill on me. Trevor's. How much are they paying you here? I don't. Go, I only go to the bank like once every two months. Good lord! Yeah, Trevor. Dugan <laughs> drives Dugan insane. He will call me and be like, "What are you going to do with your checks?" I've got two checks right here, too, for uh, having a deposit. I'm more surprised about this than I am that Boys to Men doesn't sing <laughs> If I Ever Fall in Love Again. So, Chris Mack's house is on the market. Howie uh, Lindsay, friend of the program, He's is selling it, selling it nice. for Keller Williams. He's put it up there. Good Lord, Howie's going to make a nice little uh, commission on that Damn one. right. He, well, I think if he sells that house, he should be able to come in and fill up and do the this, do this show for, on, for free for at least a week with us. I mean, Howie, thank you. He's... He would do that anyway. How is that a you, career switch? That I was just way too nice to the guy. He wouldn't even take money to do that. He's he would the best. do. He would do the same thing. I love. I, love, I do. I love how he did it. I am a little bit surprised though because I, I thought that Chris Mack would, and I don't know that he's not staying in town. Maybe they just want a change of scenery. Maybe they want to downgrade. But he's moving clearly back to Cincinnati. I assume. I guess. Like 
what I've been told was he wanted to stay here until his girls graduated high school. You know, they're playing volleyball at Sacred Heart. They're they're enjoying themselves. They made friends here. They like the community. Um, I don't know if you know this, but his wife has family here. <laughs> One last time for for old time's sake, right there. So I don't know if they're moving back to Cincinnati. I don't know if they're moving somewhere else. If they're staying in Louisville, they just want a new house. I think it's a downgrade thing. I, I would assume. Be. That's just my assumption. I mean, there's no really reason to have a $4 million house, whether it's paid off or not. Because I mean, it's paid off. I love people when like, they get the money and they're like, I can buy a house. And they forget like you know the property tax and things. They come along after it. It's expensive. Uh, yeah, $4 million property tax. Something tells me that's a pretty nice little chunk of change. I think he's, <laughs> if he wanted to stay there, though, I think he could afford it for probably. a while. I think he probably is in good shape financially to make that happen. But I was a little bit surprised to see that. But if you want to look at pictures of his house, you can find them now. They're all over the place on the Internet. And uh, props to Chris Mack with whatever he's doing. Should we, I should put a bid on it. What would you bid? Three I can grand. give you 75K. <laughs> make that happen. Can, can you work with that? <laughs> Can I just rent a room? I just want to rent the basement room where where where, where him and Eric Wood had the infamous video. Like I, I, I just <laughs> make it like some sort of like tourist hotspot. Can, can we? <laughs> you can go there and make your own video yeah, where you yeah, say yeah, Kenny yeah, Payne won those you games. Know, like when a house is for sale, like there's a good fam, um, uh, King of the Hill, where they all want to go see this. Uh, this they all all the the ladies in King of the Hill want to go see a house because a murder happened there, but the realtor wouldn't let them like near the room where it happened. <laughs> Until they put an actual bid on that. Like, you and me should, like, go and, like, pretend like we're actually interested in this house just so we can refilm that in- that moment in the basement. I'd be down with that. You think I would let us do that? No. I'll, I'll, be, I'll play Eric Wood in this scenario. That's fine. That works. <laughs> uh, speaking of UofL basketball yeah. people who are headed elsewhere, we now know Samuel Williamson. I mentioned over the weekend he had taken a visit to SMU. He officially today committed to SMU, which was... A- I'll be honest, like that was kind of the word that was going to happen in in like January before we even la- I think even before Chris Mack was uh, was parted ways with, there was talk that that Sam Williamson might be headed back closer to yeah. home. He's from Rockwall, which is right outside of Di- Dallas, and SMU is located in Dallas. So, I think it's a good spot for him. I think he can be a primary contributor there. It's a, it's a good, not great basketball program that's had some success in the AAC they, in recent years. They were. Bubble tournament this year? They were bubble this year. They were yeah. on the bubble. They they I think they had the didn't they I think they knocked off Memphis in the uh or not I guess they're not say they're I was to say I thought they had a nice little win, but yeah, they were on the bubble. They went to the NIT and I think got beat by Washington State, if I remember correctly. Okay. But they, yeah, they had a good year. They they, they you know, more times than not they're going to be in the NCAA tournament mix. Um they do have a new head coach now in Rob uh Lanier after Tim Jankovic retired. retired. Yeah. I so that. I I mean I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't I don't think that you know, everybody always likes to say when a player leaves who didn't kill it here, like, well, he's now he's going to blow up and average like 35 a game. No, I don't think that, yeah. as good as Sam was, as good as his accolades were coming out of high school, being a five-star McDonald's All-American, I think he'll be a, a good player at SMU, but I don't think it's going to be one of those deals where he just realizes all of that potential and suddenly is averaging 26 a game and is you know second-team All-American. I think he'll be a good player on a good team, and that's... I mean, I could, All you can hope if I, I think the ceiling would be 14, 16 points a game, six, seven rebounds. Sounds about right. Yeah, probably more rebounds. I mean, he averaged like almost a double double his sophomore year here. True. I don't know how much he'd have to actually put effort into focusing on rebounding with a new role at SMU, which may be a fair, primary score. Very fair. But then again, I mean, he could still, he might, he still might want to. I think also the increased minutes and consistency of minutes will be a big reason for the points. I'm going to see him being like a 14 and seven guy. That would be my. Now guess. he could end up going just eight or nine still again, and and, and be just this kind of the same player. But 
with more minutes. I mean, you never know. I don't know what really SMU has on the roster. They might have a decent little lineup, for all I know. Now let's talk about Louisville and who they're targeting to potentially bring in to replace one of the roster spots that's been left by Sam Williamson and other people. So we've heard some of the names that Louisville has reached out to. And then, like I said, I think there are probably some guys that Louisville has reached out to that haven't been reported. One of those names we now know because he shortened his list. And lo and behold, we hadn't, we hadn't received any word that Louisville had been in contact with him. But Louisville is a finalist for the services of Janai Broon, the big man from Moorhead State who is... Oh, yeah, yeah. If you've seen him play, I mean, he's he's the real deal. Like, he's if you watched the Moorhead State, Murray State, OVC semifinal that was on uh, national TV, like, that Moorhead State almost won, like, he was dominant. He was a fantastic player. He averaged a double-double last year, uh, about 17 points, 10.5 rebounds, and four blocks per game. And that's... I think that's the area where he could really, really help a program like Louisville is as a rim protector... Because you've got Sidney Curry, who we saw the offensive skill set last year, but I don't think he's going to be. He can get better defensively, but he's not going to be that much of a rim protector because he doesn't have that size. He's 6'8". No. He's not going to be a – he's not the longest guy in the world either. He's not going to be a fantastic shot blocker. But Janai Broom, look at this list of eight schools. Louisville, Duke, Gonzaga, Florida, Houston, Auburn, Memphis, and Kentucky. That's his final eight. Damn. He is, I'll be honest with you. That kind of list, why don't you just go pro, dude? <laughs> I, mean, he, I don't think he has that type of game. He's sort I, of, I, I haven't really watched him play. I don't remember. I, mean, I know his name from hearing it from you. but He was the OVC freshman of the year two seasons ago, and then this past year was, was tremendous. He's a left-handed big man. Um, <sighs> lefties are so hard. I hate to guard lefties. He's great around the rim. I mean, he's not a guy who's going to step out and knock down the outside shot consistently. He's more of a traditional post player, which is, hey, you, you would love it. He's a phenomenal athlete for his size um there's i mean you don't have these types of names on your list if you don't have that type of skill set and i think with kentucky getting involved that's probably just like a if Shibway does go pro or does something else we want to have the safety net i think they're probably going to get that kid from arkansas state um under mike Bellotto, that's what it sounds like, who is uh, such a good player last year. What did you say this kid, the kids, you said it, and maybe I, I am kind of distracted because I'm doing two things. What, okay. what was his measurements? He's 6'10", I believe. Okay, so he does have to get, okay. He's and, not just like, like a good defensive, like a 6'7", kind of no, he's, he's leaping six, kind of with, with hops type of guy. He's 6'10", he's he's strong, and he's long. Like that, that's 6'10", like 240 or 250-ish maybe? I would say probably like 240, 245, somewhere around there, what like you that. just said. Like he's yeah. got a... He's got a solid frame. He's listed at uh, 240 okay, on the good. official Morehead State website. And like he's just got great shot blocking instincts. He's got the type of you know, wingspan that you need to be a dominant defensive mm-hmm. center. And he's been good for two years there. I think he's ready for a step up. In that game against Murray State in the OVC semifinals, 32 points, eight rebounds, two blocks, two steals. I mean, the dude's uh, shabby. He's a double-double machine. He is, according to Sports Illustrated, the fifth best player currently available in the transfer portal. Um, the guy that he went head-to-head with in that game, KJ Williams, who's also transferring from Murray State, is the seventh best player available in that portal. I'd love to see us get involved with him because I think he's a fantastic player too. Hell, I picked him as the USBWA oh, yeah. player of the week. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to know that Louisville is not just getting in on some of these players, but making their cuts we're a real factor for some of these kids sean mcneil another player we mentioned who's on we're on his final list of six he's number 24 on that same sports illustrated list of best players available in the transfer portal right now if we don't get him i'm not gonna be mad because like you said it's nice to be involved right away but that that new car smell wears off very soon it does and it's we need 
I'm not, and I'm not like acting like trying to be, you know, hyperbolic that, you know, just we don't get this kid. It's, you know, we better get the next one or your job. I'm just saying that, you know, I want, I want to move to make the steps forward and being in the list is nice. Getting the kid will be the next step. For sure. For sure. Um, speaking of getting in the mix with players, Louisville, according to Jake Weingarten of Stock Risers, is the latest program to reach out to Gigi Jackson, who's the number eight overall player in the 2023 class. And this shouldn't be a surprise because Nolan Smith was very focused on him last weekend in Orlando. So it's just, I mean, it's fun to, like, I know you and I aren't big recruiting guys, no. but even from the periphery, it's just fun to be able to, like, oh, we're in the mix for a top 10 player in the 2023 oh, yeah. class. Like, this, this is, I can get more into recruiting when that's the case. Like, it's a lot more fun to follow when you're talking about some of the best players in the country who are having you on their short list. No, you've got me Googling every time you mention a kid's name. And when I hear, the, when, you, when you said Gigi, I don't know, for some reason, the first thing I thought it was Saul, you know, was Tubby Smith's kid. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes I, sense. I don't, I don't know these kids' names until, you know, I hear them mentioned over and over. And, I see, you know, then I kind of remember, but. Yeah, I'm old school. I'm the guy like, you know, I'll wait until I see him in, in a U of O uniform or whatever team they go to uniform. Totally fair. Judge me. And now we have one last piece of good hoops news and one last piece of bad hoops news. Oh, uh, no. Well, which one are we going with first? We'll go good real quickly. Okay. Got it. Got because we've right. already kind of known this. Like, Kamari Lands, though, officially has said, he told Jody Demling over at Cardinal Authority that he plans on signing with Louisville. We kind of knew that just based on his answers to questions on social media that he was going to remain a Cardinal. Um, but now officially, he's on the record, going to sign with U of L. That's a big deal. He's, I think he's going to be a, a great player, and he helps us out right away. Now, yes. the bad news is, walk-on Brad Colbert, everybody's favorite mullet-wearing walk-on, oh, man. has entered the transfer portal. No. Well, I was told, and, and this, I'll be real, this, I don't want this to come off as like a overly critical of the new coaching staff, but it does kind of rub me the wrong way. He had tried multiple times to get in touch with the new staff and have a conversation with them. He wanted to stay at Louisville, and nobody got back with him like just they were kind of like if you want like just nobody talked to him that and so he's, he's like well, he's like well i guess i gotta go somewhere else um and i think he has some he has some offers to walk on at other power conference programs but like i would you know just if you don't want the kid around if you want to your your own group of walk-ons like just say that just just let him know yeah kenny got that from cal um <laughs> i mean cal that's cal, absolutely a cal, thing cal did it i mean cal does not care did. about walk-ons unless they're kenny's actual son i mean when you bring up the fact he like basically bobby petrino via the atlanta falcons to those walk-ons when he got there in 2010 i he mean did. that was a real thing i left a note and said no, grab your stuff and get out the door i mean so yeah i agree I, I, and I, I like i actually like brag i do like brad colbert uh and he's Mainly, and not just because he's probably the only walk-on I know the name of, and which is amazing because I couldn't even name the assistant coaches half the Sam time. Sam Beard and Furious right now. I know. He's coming at me. Raging. I, mean, I can already see him tagging me on Twitter like he's fat. He's never coming on the show. <laughs> and he loves the show. That being said, can a walk-on actually go into a transfer portal? <laughs> I was surprised <laughs> I mean, because it came from the official transfer portal account. Don't the, you have to have a scholarship to be a transfer? That's kind of what I thought, too. Like, I, I didn't want to be like that guy to point it out maybe to brad i mean and but yet you did i did yeah i mean that's why i wanted to compliment him first you know i wanted to so i'd gotten the heads up <laughs> via basically you know, like family member that that he was gonna that he was going somewhere else he was be- leaving louisville because yeah. he nobody would talk to him and it's then i saw that though. pop up on the timeline and i was like i had the same thought you did i'm like <laughs> oh well, like i didn't realize that this was a thing with with, with well i thought it was just for you know Can, scholarship players i'm just curious can i enter the transfer portal <laughs> sure Everybody can. I mean, theoretically, it's like reclassifying. I mean, again, I'm on a level when it comes to collegiate sports. In the eyes of maybe like records, I'm, I'm kind of like on, I'm on a walk-on level, right? 
I mean, how am I any really different just, just on, stat, on my status as a, than a walk-on, really? I mean. <laughs> okay. How do I enter the trend? What, what web, is there a website? I don't know how this I mean, happens. I once entered the NBA draft. Okay. That, but I, I, you, know, you know you have to pay to do that, by the way? No. Oh, yeah. It was, and, and, I mean, this has been like, what, 2002 is when I did it, I think? It was one of the last years they were doing high school kids. It was 2003, maybe. And I was just hoping to see if I could get my name on this on like the screen a list of underclassmen declaring or shut of high school declaring. Didn't happen. No. I had to have my uncle who's a lawyer like actually file it for me. You went you put a lot of effort into this. It's the most effort I've ever heard you put into anything. I did. It was like two hundred bucks too. Did you see I only bring this up because we mentioned him earlier in the show. What happened with Clayton Kershaw today? No, I did not. No. I saw I saw the uh, your boy Dylan Lawson got revenge last night. He did. Well, he actually just he, literally, he just he texted, texted me you? two seconds ago. Um, he's writing this. It takes our group, not just me specifically. Uh, you, you tell him that revenge is coming tonight. Yeah, he's taking you out. He's on his way to the the stadium right now. Blue Jays bats, baby. Clayton Kershaw was six outs away from a perfect game against the Twins. Oh no! Top of the eighth, he had thrown eighty pitches. That's it. They yanked him. No. Didn't let him finish the game. No. Yep. Who's the manager of the Dodgers? Not Tony Larusa. That man should be taken out. Who is the daughter? I mean, it's the guy. Well, Dave Roberts. Yeah, Dave Roberts. He's Duh. been there for the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been like three World Series. That is horrible. I don't like it. There should be, you know, we talk about unwritten rules in baseball. That is that should be an unwritten rule in baseball. The the, the, the worst part is, is he only had eighty pitches. Eighty pitches. I, I know mean, that it's early like, and everybody's like 120 throwing. 120 or something? Yeah. Everybody does this thing now where, like, even if you're having a fantastic outing, you're not going past the sixth inning and these limited pitch counts. No, but, I, my God, it's a perfect game with two innings to go and 80 pitches. No, I, yeah, I, I get to hey, Listen, Alex. History. I, as I texted you the other day, and, and Dylan Lawson is probably thankful he got pulled out, but Alex Minot, who was the Blue Jays starter the other day, I mean, was went six innings, one hit, shut out, and I think he was under 100 pitches. He's only, like, 21 years old, 22 years old. The the Blue Jays bullpen is god awful, really, and you know they pulled him out because it was a six inning, and they were like, you know, good or bad, we're taking you out, even though it was a three nothing lead only. That's that's okay. He gave up the one hit. If he'd been a no hitter at that point, I'm perfect I'm, game. Yeah, a perfect perfect. This isn't even game. a no hitter. A perfect game. How many? What have been twelve or less than twenty perfect games in history? How many perfect games have there been? Is it? I'm gonna take a guess. I'll let you Google it. Say. I'll say 17. I was going to say like 62. Has there been way more than that? Man, I may be wrong. I thought there was I, nah, no hitters. I know there's been like hundreds. Well, yeah. There was like 17 last year in like the first month of the season. <laughs> there was, you're right. <laughs> I mean, Jim Abbott threw a no hitter. That dude's got one hand. <laughs> uh, you were closer than I was. 23. Okay, 23. So I knew it was close. I was, I was, I was around the 20 here. 23. 23. That, that makes me even more mad now. 23 perfect games. And over 100 years of baseball, I mean, that's 23 games out of what? Over a million that's been played? Yeah, probably. I mean, that's insane. That's almost as aggravating I'd as, be pissed if I'm him. Who was the pitcher? Was it the Detroit Lions? With the Lions. The Tigers. The Tigers, the, the, the guy that the, the umpire screwed it up the on. the ball. Yeah. It looked like a bobble the ball. Yeah, the, the bad call. I mean, that one was, like, aggravating to begin with. Like, this one's, like... Man, that's horrible. I don't, I'm, I don't like it. Who is it? Ar- Galarraga. Armando Galarraga. Yeah, it was Galarraga. Was I, I remember Galarraga because I always think of Andreas Galarraga from the Rockies. And then the, the next game that Jim Joyce was the umpire. 
and he was behind home plate the next game, and they sent Galarraga out there to like hand him the scorecard, and like he like, gave him a hug, and like Joy started crying, and I wanted to be like, this is a good, cool, feel good moment, and I'm like. I bet ten years from now, Galarraga is going to be like, I can't believe I did that. Like, I think I ruined my place in history. No, I'm not. I don't feel good about this. Like, oh, I know. I mean, he's got to be. He went from needing. He lost a no hitter too on that play. If there's a question about it, just give me the benefit of the doubt and like let like let people question my place in history. Don't take it away from me, which is exactly what he did by I mean, making that call. I mean, Twenty three. I mean, that's just dumb. Dumb. I mean, it's been it's been a while, and I can only name a couple people that even done it. I mean, could you imagine if they pulled Don Larson out of the out of out of the game when he's thrown his perfect game in in, in the World Series? Ridiculous. Now, the, the other thing that I want to talk about, I know we're up against it <sighs> here. We've got to talk about the the Nick Saban quote that came out today I of all days. That's perfect. Because we like, now, unsurprisingly, twenty four hours after we find out that Tyler Harrell has entered the transfer portal, when everybody had heard last week that. Alabama was tampering with him. They were trying to get him to come here. Yep. There are now reports down in Tuscaloosa that Tyler Harrell probably going to go be a member of the Crimson Tide. On the same day where Nick Saban was asked about the current state of NIL rules, and he says, quote, this creates a situation where you can basically buy players. You can do it in recruiting. I mean, if that's what we want college football to be, I don't know. I mean, first the hypocrisy of all hypocrisy. First of all, the rules – specifically say you can't use nil for recruiting i mean you can only give nil money and again i I don't i know don't roll your eyes at me everyone that's driving in the car right now or sitting at home that i know they they do it but by the rule you're only allowed to offer nil benefits to signed players you can't offer it to a recruit you also can't talk to players who aren't in the transfer portal that's true (laughs) that's a very good point (laughs) that aren't in the transfer portal absurd yeah uh Nick, I mean, yeah, I mean, go do an Affleck commercial. Get over it. Come on. <laughs> Ridiculous. Where's Deion Sanders with all this? I mean, come on. Killing it. Down at Jackson he is. State. He's, yeah. Uh, Texas, if you watched the Timberwolves postgame celebration last night without context, you would have thought they won game seven of the NBA Finals. I saw that talk. We don't really have time to get into In it. In fairness, Minnesota Timberwolves are kind of the Detroit Lions of the NBA. They are. And also, but, but a lot younger because they came in 88. We have this debate now. We have this discussion now every single year when the MLB playoffs roll around because you'll have like the, the wild card game and they'll do the whole thing where it's like they, they don't pile on, but they celebrate on the field and they get the hats and the shirts. And, it's like, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's one game to just get to the divisional series. It feels like it's a bit much. I also don't understand the when you win a series in the NBA or now when you win a series in the MLB playoffs, they still do like the whole like, champagne thing in the locker room where everything's <laughs> draped off it's like come on no guys. shirts or champagne unless you're winning a conference championship uh, you're winning your eastern conference title your alcs i'm fine with celebrating it but maybe like a classy toast you know just like we, a sit down clinking of glasses and a nice little uh, wine not no, champagne no that's that that's definitely shaking up the Coors light can and spraying I, people i'm fine beer is fine Be- we can yeah. do this but like the full-on goggles and trophies and no. everything's you know plastic everywhere like th- that has to be for championships i agree right. again we're get- we have to get out of here in a minute so uh for best- right now but- okay real quickly then tonight we've got the hornets with terry rogier and montrez harrell taking on the hawks it's seven o'clock on espn trevor who you got hawks by seven give me the hornets i want them to win i love gorgie gorgie's my guy i want terry and trez and Lamelo ball going on and playing in the playoffs. Uh, the late game is the Spurs at the Pelicans. That's a 930 tip on ESPN. Who got? Okay. 
care. Uh, I don't. I could not care. <laughs> I could, I'd rather watch Moonstruck again. Give me the Spurs. I love pop. Yeah, That's you know it. what? Give me the Spurs too. All right, we're out of here. <laughs> I could, could care less. Normal time tomorrow. Everybody stay safe tonight with the bad weather that seems to be coming here. Hopefully you keep your power. Hopefully I keep mine. And we'll see you guys tomorrow at three o'clock. Enjoy your Wednesday nights. If you lose it, come to my house. Oh,